0: You are about to listen to season two, episode eight of the Meat Mediocrity Podcast. This is also part three of my three part mini series with my niece, awesome Alex. In part one of the series, we predominantly covered exercise and fitness. In part two, we explored diet and some mental wellness stuff. In this episode, the third and final part of our mini series, Alex and I explore things like Netflix binge watching, good book recommendations, keeping in touch with people, both personally and professionally. So with that, let's get started. Mediocre Mitch here. Well, today is part three of the three-part miniseries between me, Mediocre Mitch, and my niece, Awesome Alex. One of my favorite people and one of my favorite podcast guests is my niece, Alex Arroyo. And I guess I'm not the only person who feels that way since I'm getting a huge number of positive comments about the miniseries so far, and it's only been two thirds released. So, looking past the miniseries, I want you to, you know, of course, be excited about today, part three of the miniseries. But I also have some exceptional guests lined up following the miniseries. I've got a recovering alcoholic and drug user who shares some personal stories. I have a person who's run over 50 half marathons and a lot, lot more. So even though this mini series is super popular, please keep listening and keep following all of the meat mediocrity trials and tribulations. I'd also like to invite you to suggest podcast interview guests and topics to do that. Um, Yes, I I do have a list of interviewees already on my list, but I'm totally open to suggestions. So to do that, please send me a direct message on Instagram or Facebook, or contact me through the website, mediocrity.com. Okay, so with all of that, enough talking from me, let me once again introduce you to my guest and my niece, Alex Arroyo. So Alex, thank you for coming back for episode three.
1: Three of three. Here we go.
0: <laughs> I can't believe we're doing a three-part mini series. I know.
1: I mean, I hope people like, you know, enjoy our voices because they're obviously going to hear a lot of it. <laughs>
0: <Right>? <laughs> well, uh, not for nothing, but a lot of people are chiming into Meet Mediocrity. I mean, it's been five months old and it's actually a little a little bit of a thing.
1: I mean, I've seen Meet Medi- Medi- Mediocrity t-shirts all over. The other day I woke all up, over. my husband's wearing a blue Meet Medi- Mediocrity t-shirt. I'm like, oh, where'd you get that?
0: From Yorker Mitch, York Mitch of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so quick recap. Episode one, mostly about fitness, a little bit about some some mental benefits of group fitness, whether it's it you know, with a friend or these days online. So that was a big part of, of episode one. Episode two, we covered diet quite a bit, but we got a lot a little bit into the mental side of things. But I want to continue there for a second. Um one of the things that that I find, you know, people overlook when it comes to just kind of like keeping your brain sharp is reading. You know, um, look, I love a good Netflix series. By the way, you mentioned Netflix in episode two, didn't you? Yes. Um, do you have one thing you've watched on Netflix since COVID that, it doesn't have to be that it came out during COVID, that you watched during COVID that you would say, I enjoyed this. You should watch it, Mitch.
1: So um, I watched The Politician.
0: I've heard that's good. With Gwyneth
1: Paltrow and Ben Platt. And I was like, Usually I'm like, oh, this is going to be so silly. I really enjoyed it. I found myself like, oh my god, I need to see. I need to watch the next one. I need to watch the next one. Yep. Also, I'm watching, um, How to Get Away with Murder with my sister in law, and I okay. told them, like, you know, I don't really like these kinds of shows. Like, I like more like a lighthearted rom com. And there I am staring at the TV as she's watching. I'm watching from the other room, and now I've watched every episode with her. So go. I got totally sucked into that one.
0: Well, you know, I am in the middle of watching the final season of Ozark, which I'm not a, first of all, I like Ozark a lot, but um I'm not a huge TV binge watcher. Um, and Magnificent Meredith gets frustrated with me because we, we whenever we start to watch a show together, she wants to binge watch. She wants to watch three or four episodes a day. Mm. I do not. So we are not a good pair. So what, what, like on Ozark, I'd watch the first two seasons. The third season came out few months ago. Mm-hmm. I told her she watched all three seasons and I still haven't finished season three.
1: <laughs> That's funny. My I'm watching also the tutors with my husband and we are watching one episode a day and everybody's like, you want to watch more? You want to watch more? For some reason I'm a good binger. This one I can't seem to binge, but I'm probably more like Magnificent Meredith. I'm like, all right, let's spend a Saturday on the couch and get them all wiped out. I
0: simply, I simply cannot do that. <laughs> um, but, but get, let's get back to reading. So, yes. um, You've been re- so I heard, overheard you speaking to my son Connor earlier today, and you made a you made a comment about a summer bucket list and wanting to read a certain number of books. So what's your what's your goal and what have you accomplished?
1: Sure. So um, on my summer bucket list, amongst tie dyeing, that's a big one. Have I you tie dyed to- yet? No, but I ordered it. It's also quite a On thing. back order on Every, Amazon. Everyone's
0: wearing tie dye. Yeah, it's
1: on back order, obviously. So there's I've. Three bucket list items related to goals. First, I'm halfway through the Michelle Obama biography book. Finish it after six months. Okay. Part two, read at least one self-improvement book. Part three, in addition, read eight books. I'm a pretty eight, fast... Eight books in total. In addition well, to in the addition other two, so, to. 10, so ten. Okay. So I'm a pretty fast reader, so I have... I such
0: a slow reader. I <laughs> have
1: completed four books... In addition to the self improvement book, I still have not um, done the Michelle Obama book. So um, the self improvement book I had gotten quite a few years ago at a work function. It's called "Who Moves My Cheese."
0: Well, that's a pretty well known book. Yes, I've by the way, which by the way, I've never read. So, Did you like it?
1: So it was, I didn't know what to expect. I had got it at a work conference quite a few years ago, but it came so highly rated. I said, you know what? This is the time. It's 88 pages. This is the time for me to be reading it, right? So the premise is, is being comfortable with change and being agile. And if you are not going to keep up with the changes, other people are. And you're just kind of going to stay stagnant and, and stay in the same place that you've always been and, and not kind of progress. So you have to essentially keep learning, keep changing, keep working on um, being a better version of yourself because rate right, that cheese is always going to be in a different spot. And while you're working on your technology skills, this person's working on their, you know, um, presentation skills. And you're just going to you just going to kind of keep improving yourself um, well, to help the re- you,
0: the reason this is perfectly perfectly timed, right, is because I feel like COVID has moved everyone's cheese.
1: Right. So I think we all were very, and I and I said this on the pre- you know previously. I think that we all were kind of stuck in this like constant hedonic treadmill of going and going and going. So I think this made us take a step back and realize that maybe some things that we thought were certain were uncertain. Right. Maybe this. Job That you had for 20 years and you're like, I don't really care. I show up, I do half of my job and then I I go home. Like, maybe that's not the case anymore, right? Because maybe they're taking a harder look and, you know, meaning your cheese has been moved and you're going to be expected to do more and you can either stay what you've been doing and kind of maybe take the chance of getting terminated or... Get with the times, learn maybe the technology that you're being asked to learn and kind of become a valuable asset um, mm-hmm. to to your job. So I think for me, for someone who has been in my role, um, I've been doing the same thing for about four years mm-hmm. on the same team. Right. I think it's easy for me to be like, oh, I can do this. You know, in my sleep, I think it's important for me to not rest on my laurels and be like, all right, you you did this last year, but. This is what we're doing this year, so you're going to need to take a couple extra steps to get to where you need to be because the standard is a bit higher, and we change the way we're thinking of of it. And I don't want to um, miss a step and be and just kind of stay where I was, and people kind of inch above me.
0: So, so this is a so this book really actually had uh, has had an impact on you. It's eighty eight pages, you said. It's less than hundred pages. Yep. Um, but here we are. We're in the middle of a new world. Or at mm-hmm. least, hopefully, it's only temporary. But right. you never know. There's certain things that will always that will change forever, and your your cheese has been moved.
1: It yeah, it's been moved. Just how we're going to do things, what's expected. Um, a lot of what we're doing right now is um, technology, altrix, right. tableau, like that kind of stuff. Like people know how to do that. I don't. I need to step up my game because the cheese is moving to towards the digital way. And if I don't start to learn that stuff, someone else is going to. And so not, I got to get so with you're
0: it. So you're not approaching this in a complacent way. You're no. appro- not approaching this as an, in a woe is me way. You're no. approaching this as an opportunity to self-improve.
1: Yeah, and like, I I think that I'm pretty decent at my job. I think I do a good job, but I think that you can always do better and I always, you know, ask for feedback. So I think this is just, um you know, maybe the expectation for my role was down here and now it's up here and I just got to work my way to get there and meet, you know, continue bettering myself, right? Whether it's like I'm starting to think about studying for my certification, right? There's mm-hmm. a, a Sherm. Maybe that's maybe that's where my cheese is going to and mm-hmm. I'm working towards that.
0: You know, I like the fact that you ask for feedback. I, I ask for and and give re- pretty honest feedback. People don't give honest feedback.
1: So <laughs> I mean this hits the it's the heartstrings here because it's very big part of my my job function, but people want to be nice, right? Like by, by nature, people don't want to be the bearer of bad news. And I don't think it's always natural for some people based on their personality to give that tough feedback. So a lot of what we do is coach some of our, our team members to be able to give that tough feedback. And right. I don't think tough feedback has to be given in a mean, cruel, discouraging way. I think there's a really way to be effective and like, we're going to work together on this and, And I want to hear your ideas. I'm going to give you some my ideas. I'm like this is kind of how we're going to get there. But if they don't get that feedback, there is no. They're never going to change. They are going to think that what they are doing is great. Yeah, I'm great. I haven't got any feedback. But meanwhile, everyone is you know changing everything on the back end, that is not helpful to anyone.
0: Well, you know, what you just said is really interesting. You said, this is how we're going to get there. This is what we can do together. You know, approaching these conversations, I can't believe we're on this point. This wasn't even part of my plan. (laughs) Um, But, you know, approaching it with empathy and approaching it as we're all human beings and we all kind of are mediocre at some stuff. That's what mediocrity is all about. Um, and you know what? You know, we can all help each other with with things that I'm better at than you. And there are things that you're better in than me. And let's help each other out. So I like okay. that. Yeah. Now, we, we went on this tangent all because of the book, Who Moved My Cheese?
1: Exactly. Um,
0: have you read anything else this summer, Alex?
1: I sure have. So I'm in quite a few book clubs. So one book I have read, which was actually very timely, is called Such a Fun Age. Only book I've Wait, it's
0: called Such a Fun Age. Yes. Okay. It's
1: by Riley Keat, I believe is her name. Only book I've ever seen with my name spelled correctly in it. So A-L-I-X. obviously. Yeah, so obviously I was very excited. Um, and it was actually about I read this prior to some of the things that have been going on, but it was actually very heavily focused on racism and something, you know, that that topic. Timely, so yeah. Very timely for that. So that was really interesting. Um, and then I read a book called the red notice, which, which is, which you
0: made me put on my reading list.
1: It was a book left to my own devices. I would have never chose to read on my own, right. but I'm in a book club at work and I was told to read it and they sent me the book and I read it. It was like the most interesting book I've ever read. It was so different and I kept on page. No way. It's a true story um, about this man that got involved with um, investment banking in Russia and kind of some of the things. That
0: so happened. oh, so so it's it's nonfiction. It's a true story. Correct. Was it written like a novel? Yes. So it's not like this like fact. No,
1: and it's super interesting. And actually, during the book club meet, the author joined us and. It was super interesting and gave us some insight into his experience and how some of these things, you know, came to fruition. Um, And it was so interesting, right? The red notice is a notice when Interpol is looking for you, right? So it's like an international almost like search for you. So that's what a red notice is. And at one point he was Putin's number one enemy in the world. So super interesting. So I really enjoyed that, and that was a nice break from some of the books I typically read. Um, I also read Educated, also for a work book club. I um, read
0: Educated too. Frankly, that had a huge impact on me. What I find, so it had a huge impact on me because uh, of what the author went through in her childhood, to, to almost like living, in, you know, in an alternative universe, right? Um, but the, the thing that really struck me is um, there's another book I read. What was the name of the book I read? Oh darn. Um, let me see if I could I could find it on my iPhone. Hold on, I'm pulling open my book list <laughs> to see where it is because um, I have a point to make here. The Great Alone by Kristen Hannah. Oh, fantastic. Okay. In a,
1: yes, I read. The, oh, okay. Yes, so I can so here, see this. So here's this. the okay.
0: theme, right? Yes. The theme between the great alone and educated. By the way, those of you who are avid readers are going to listen to this and say, really, Mitch, you're so elementary. <laughs> but, but I'm going to say it anyway. Book, I don't know why. some Some psychologist is going to read into this. But books about oppressed women impact me a lot. I don't know why. I'm, I'm not an oppressed woman. I don't know oppressed women uh, or very many in my life. But it just tugs at my heartstrings that these women can be so strong and persevere through such adversity. Those two books are amazing. And now I'm reading Crawdads. where the Crawdads sing. Amazing. There's another one. What the heck? Amazing. Good books. Good books. Yeah, unreal.
1: I mean, I think that educate... Like, you take a step back and write, you know, it's a true story, like, for someone that's in my circumstance like circumstances, you're like, how did that happen? like how could that possibly how happen? How could that possibly happen? And obviously it did, and I cannot believe it did. But I'm like, that is so far from, you know, my experience in life and how I grew up. But I think to myself, like, would I have been as strong as she was? Because this woman is unbelievable.
0: unbelievable. Would I have
1: been able to do what she did? I don't know. I hope I would have, but I have such praise and kudos to her that she was strong enough to end up where she is today cuz I think it's really unbelievable.
0: Well, the point the point is, let's let's draw it now. Let's draw draw a connection here. Sure. We all we all have some form of ver- adversity. Mm-hmm. Some some is like like her. She was raised born and raised into it. But we all have adversity. We're living through adversity with COVID. We, have, we, we all have things that we're great at and things that we're mediocre at and things that we're less than mediocre at. Yep. Um, the thing that, that I really love is the ability to, to recognize adversity that, that you're faced with and trying your best to do something about it. And you know what? That's freaking great.
1: I just think you gotta do what you can. Do what right? You can. Do what you can. Like give it your all. And if you're all... Is not you know doesn't get you a hundred percent there you try again right so it's there's not there's nothing wrong with not being like perfect and I mean how many times have you failed that's something that you try but I failed and we, lots of you, times right <laughs> you get up you start I'm all a serial over. failure right you start
0: over <laughs> and, and I and still figure, succeeded stuff
1: right then you figure it out and like you said there are some things. That you're really good at. There's some things that I'm really good at, maybe that you're not great at. And it's like, you just got to help. You know, you help, you hope that, right, the community that we've been talking about previously in other episodes, the family that we've talked about, you just hope that they help you get up and start all over and kind of support you to get where you need to be or want to be. Just
0: keep going. That's
1: it. Just keep swimming.
0: Sometimes mediocre, always trying. Um, Okay, so let's move on. We talked about mental stuff that that is good for your mind, like reading, like meditating. We talked about doing puzzles and playing games and all that fun stuff. Um, there, uh, you know, let's talk about staying connected um, and the good and bad about staying connected with other people in a virtual, socially distanced way, right? Yeah. So for me, I want to start with the topic of um, video chatting <laughs> because Alex, you know, I'm on the freaking video chat for work, like all day, all day, all day. Oh, that's and and it's exhausting. And you know, I hate to say it. You kind of, on one hand, you, you're trying to be switched on, and and, but you know, I hate to say it. Like I, I sometimes wonder what, like, I what embarrassing things I might do because I, I have noticed like people on the other end of a long conference call, they're like picking their nose. Right no, I
1: go like this a lot. Like I touch my nose a lot. It's like a react. It's just like a yeah. tick I have and i'm like
0: oh my god oh, I oh my stop. god I just, oh my god uh, Yeah. It's- <laughs> but but it's it but it, you know on one hand it's pretty cool like we never used like video chatting was a novelty and now honestly i i will i will send a video chat link to someone before i'll dial their phone number like i'm video chatting with everyone
1: every i mean if i have on average, five meetings a day, five meetings or video calls, right. unless I'll be like, hey, and, and you know what? I think it's almost like, I almost feel like I need to make an excuse sometimes while I'm not on the video. I'm like, Hey guys, sorry. I had to like run an errand. I'm just going to be calling in, yeah, you know, it's too. almost like, it's almost like you have to justify it.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: and then there's yeah, so I definitely, um, you know, someone I work with, she's like, I haven't got my hair done in four months. I'm not getting on video. And it's like, we're all in the same spot. Right. You know what? Like, we all get it. Like, I don't, like, feel comfortable to come as you are, you know, your whole self to work because we're all in the same position as you are. You know, so don't I, feel self-conscious. I
0: don't, you know, look, we, you and I both work kind of for a big, relatively formal company. Yes. Um, but I got to tell you, like, unless I'm talking to a client, like, T-shirts and gym shorts and... A ball cap if I feel like it. Like, I just don't care.
1: And I've, I've noticed a couple of things recently that, especially at the um, upper levels where you sometimes are a little bit more formal, they've definitely been dressing down a bit. And I've also seen people sitting outside. Yep. And I think it's a nice breath of fresh air. It's like, hey, I'm home. I just swam laps in my pool during lunch. I'm sitting outside, and it's okay because I'm still... I'm still working. I'm still doing my job. I'm still participating and focusing on at hand. And I don't think sitting outside changes that at all. So I think that's been a really nice change that people have been embracing the nice weather and making it's okay to sit outside. Like it's okay to kind of let this virtual remote working work for work for you in in a better way.
0: Now, here's the thing. Um, There is some benefits to it. Molly is like eating Alex's microphone. Molly, sit down, please. We're in the middle of podcast episode three of our mini series. Molly does
1: not like social distancing. She's
0: such a good girl. Um, But let's draw some boundaries, right? So here's the thing. Um, First of all, when it comes to working at home, like, I mean, I know entrepreneurs say this all the time, like, work never turns off but but now anyone who's working from home work never turns off and i feel like in some ways it's unhealthy and in some ways people are working like even when they don't have to like what's your take on that
1: so i think that this has been an unexpected challenge in figuring out work life balance right we used to talk about work life balance with commuting to New York city and commuting every day and wanting to go home and go to the gym and making that work or, you know, now it's like, okay, if I wake up at six thirty in the morning, which is my, pretty much my time I wake up, I don't need to start working at 7. AM. Right. Just because I have nothing else to do doesn't mean I have to work. Right. And I think that's sometimes hard because I think, um, you know, that's my mentality. Like there's always something to be done, yes. but the reality is, is my job does not have to be seven to seven. It It, it is not necessary. Well, I can do I mean, it. So, and
0: sometimes, I mean, look, sometimes maybe it does, it but does. not all of the course, time. Of
1: course, of course, but it doesn't have to be all the time. And it's totally fine for me. If I wake up at six 30, just start work at nine yep. o'clock. That is fine. And I should, I do not feel guilty for, for doing that. And listen, I check my email a couple of times when I sign off for the day, but there is no reason that I have to be working twenty four seven because I'm strictly working from home. It's okay, just not le- necessary. Le- let's let's
0: let let let's let out a little secret. Mm-hmm. Do you ever go onto your work calendar? Which I know a lot of us deal with work calendars. And do you ever put a meeting in there that really isn't a meeting, just so you don't, so you have some time for yourself?
1: Of course. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I
0: do, I do that more and more now. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I like, I like have to block from like six to eight. Like, please, I want to eat dinner. I know. Or I know. I block my lunch hour. Like, please.
1: And I and I block a lot of workout time to be honest for myself. Like, if I know I want to do a workout from three to four for Peloton, and I just want people to leave me alone. Like, I'll click. I'm busy, you know, just let me be. Um, But you know what the other thing is, is, you know, say, you know, your office was next door, you ran next door to your other colleague, ask them a quick question. Yep. Now, in order to do that, sometimes you have to send them a 30 minute invite to get the two minute answer. Right. So everything is just taking more time. And then like, then you need time to do your work and do your other stuff. So it just seems like. I have less time to get things done, so I have to block so some time not, for so myself. So it's not—it's not like we're
0: blocking time to 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 cheat work. At least not you and I. We're we're getting all yeah. of our work in and then some. Yeah, it's really it's setting. It's really about setting up time for mental wellness. Yeah,
1: and it's almost like boundaries. Like yep. I can work at eight or not. but I don't have to, and that's okay. And I shouldn't feel guilty if. And and I also think it's important to think about working differently mm-hmm. because. You know, I work pretty much straight from 9 to 5-ish, but I have someone that, like, has to work from 8 to 10 and then do some virtual learning with their kids, and then they sign back on at, like, 12, right. and then they work for three hours, and they have dinner, then they sign back on at 8 o'clock and work till 11. And that's that's 100% okay. 100%. Just because I don't work that way doesn't mean that they can't. I think we also just need to think that it's okay to work differently and not...
0: We have, to we, what we have to that. do is is make boundaries, learn to work differently, and also be respectful of each other. Yep. Because as you said, you know I don't have young children at home anymore, but I remember when I did, um, and there are colleagues who simply you know they they can't, they, they, whether it's whether it's older family members to take care of, mm-hmm. or children to help with school, or 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 or, or, or fitting in a peloton class. Yep. You just have to let people be that. In order to have balance.
1: And I also think it's important to say no. Yeah. I'm a yes person. Me if, too. If someone asks me to do something, as long as it's not really a major the issue. The
0: default th- answer is yes. I'll just
1: say yes because I, because why not? Like, you know, I like to try everything. So I'll rarely say no. Right. I'm a yes person. I can appreciate that not everyone's like that. But especially when it comes to some of this digital stuff, like people are like, well, they shouldn't say no because they're not doing anything else. Right. Right there's everyone knows that we're sitting in your houses. We, that's it. But it's okay to say no. Like if you just don't feel like joining the happy hour or the game session or the trivia, it's okay to say no. Well, you don't have to, and whether it's with your friends, your family, your colleagues, it's totally okay to set that boundary as well. Listen, no.
0: I, I have a team of people at work and, and I <laughs> suggested – um, doing a Zoom group yoga class. And I got a resounding no. Um, and it wasn't my idea. Someone gave, actually, it was a yoga instructor who offer, who I know who offered me to do it with the people at work. I said, oh, let me see if they're interested. And they were like, you know, Mitch, as much as we'd want to see you doing, you know, your downward dog in your gym shorts and your t shirt which they didn't, um, they said, we definitely don't want you seeing us. Right. <laughs> and you got to respect that. Like the boundaries are good. Now I have joined a couple of virtual happy hours. I don't know if you, yep. if you've had those. Yep. Um, and, and, and honestly, those take a little bit of work too. I mean, otherwise it's twenty people like trying to talk over each other. So you got to do something there too.
1: That's a constant issue, and it's another thing of have to be being on right when you're with someone in a room. You got to have like some silence, some like lull in conversation. You're grabbing a drink. You're grabbing some food. But this is like you gotta constantly kind of talk. That awkward levels don't like work as much. So to me, it's so like a, it's a lot sometimes. Is it, I mean, you,
0: well, it's you, you need a facilitator, and you you might need a theme. You might need to do some trivia. Right? There's or, right, it's yeah. so
1: much more work than telling my girlfriend to come over and sit on the couch he, with me and watch television. he's you know, right, or
0: I'll meet you at the bar and exactly, we'll get a beer. It's right? So
1: much more. there there's so much more that goes into it. But yeah, I think it's oh, right. It's it's nothing personal. It's not that they didn't want to hang out with you, mitch Right? Just like it's like it's enough. like it's, it's I, okay I, I was
0: totally good with it believe me yeah. i was totally good with it yeah
1: and like while we're trying to put some connectivity stuff together while whether it's like for my family to do this or you know we're celebrating birthdays via yep. zoom like some people are like, I've had enough. I'm, I'm signing off. I said it. I'm leaving. Yeah. Like that's totally okay. And I think if this for the short term is going to become our new normal, mm-hmm. we got to kind of figure out a way to a balance for all of that kind of over, you know, being overextended and over, um, I guess, just over connect, over connecting. I don't even know the right word. Just too much connectivity. It just needs like a break. You just shut down for a bit.
0: Okay, so I agree with all that. Mm-hmm. Let's, um, let's get ready to put a wrap on the mini-series. All right. So I'm going to start by coming up with a couple of quick tips. Um, this, is, this is my way of giving you a chance to think about it, okay? Okay. So I'm going to come up with a couple of Mitch, mediocre Mitch's quick tips for wellness in COVID world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so here are mine. Uh, one... Um, I like that morning routine that I started and, and Alex, you mentioned, you know, waking up and not going straight to work. So here's what I've been trying to do almost every morning. I've been trying to do a minute, a, a minimum of 10 minutes of meditation and a minimum of 10 minutes of stretching. Um, so that, so that would be tip number one. I'm going to give three tips. You're going to have to give three too. So keep thinking. Okay. Um, so I'm on tip number two which is a tip for COVID and non-COVID alike, and which is drink a lot of water. Um, And and there's a double purpose for that tip. It is obviously healthy to drink a lot of water, but it also helps you to get up and go to the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) and get a few steps in in. and stretch your legs. So that would be number two. And number three, find a way to stay connected, Mm -hmm. a way that works for you. Take one person every day, and just connect with them, whether it's a text message or a video chat or just just five minutes to touch bases with someone that you wouldn't ordinarily touch base with. Keep that human connection alive. I think so those are Mediocre Mitch's three tips. I've given Alex plenty of time to think of her three tips. Alex, over to you.
1: I think my first one would be, it's okay to not be okay. Good one. I think that a lot of people feel like they have to like put on this like brave face and like even if maybe covid has not directly impacted you, it doesn't mean it doesn't it's affect you everyone. everyone, right? It In maybe one way, shape, I think people, form. right, I think people feel like, "Oh, I haven't had a family member pass away or I haven't lost my job. They feel like it's not valid for them it's to valid. not feel okay." I I think the other thing is um it's okay to ask for help, right? I think that ties into the first one like yep it's okay to not be okay. And then it's okay to be like, I'm really struggling. Like, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be one particular person, but just someone that you feel comfortable going to, um, that you just want to have a dialogue with like, Hey, you know, I'm just not feeling it these days. You know, work is really tough. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's okay to just, just have that dialogue and, and ask, for help, I feel like some people think that they're vulnerable or they're not good enough if they ask for help. It's totally fine. And then I think the third thing, which is kind of, I think um, you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. What I'm saying is, you and I are talking about, like, you train for all these crazy races. I exercise five days a week, like, pretty actively. Like, you don't have to do that, right? You can go for a walk with your dog, and, like, that is hundred percent enough. That's correct. Like as I said, I like read a m- meme that said like you have to come out of this with a skill. Like you don't like just do the best you can. So if your version of moving is doing a ten minute stretch or walking your dogs for ten minutes, it's enough. I think just just moving will make you just feel a bit better.
0: So all three of your things talked about talked about really a, a, this acceptance. Yeah, accepting that. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And it's really okay to to try anything that will make you feel a little bit better with yourself. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be something everyone else is doing. Right. I and love all three don't of compa- those.
1: And you don't have to compare. Like, I think that's tough. Like, like we're saying, like, oh, you learned how to meditate. I didn't learn how to do that. Oh, wait. They redid two bathrooms. We did nothing in our house. Like, it's very easy to compare yourself to people. But, like, I just think that everyone has their own set of circumstances and you just got to do what works for you. And if if getting up in the morning and brushing your teeth and making your getting yourself to work is like what is all if you That's can add. a
0: success for you, it's a success for all exactly. of us. Exactly.
1: Then it's totally What fine.
0: a lovely way to wrap up episode 3 of the Mediocre Mitch and Alex three-part miniseries. Oh yeah. Um thank you so much for doing this with me.
1: Thank you for having me and I'm very happy to be your first recurring
0: guest. So happy okay. to be here. Winner winner, take care. Talk to you soon. So there you have it, the final part of the Alex and Mitch three-part miniseries. What I enjoyed today was sharing Netflix and book recommendations. And I also enjoyed how we are doing our very best and discussing how we're doing our very best to meet and exceed our personal mediocrity, and how we are meeting and exceeding the challenges of staying connected with friends, family, and work colleagues during this global pandemic. Thank you very very much Alex for recording three full episodes of the Meet Mediocrity podcast with me. Clearly you and I both enjoy speaking and we both enjoy speaking with each other. So, thank you all for listening and please if you enjoy Meet Mediocrity, tell your friends, follow us at Meet Mediocrity on Instagram. Facebook, and Twitter. Visit my website at www.meetmediocrity.com. And please do your very best to stay healthy, stay safe, keep smiling, be happy, and stay well. Take care, everybody.